world. I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite-sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. This is a Soulfire production. Hello, hello, and welcome back, fam. I'm your host, Rochelle Indra, and this is the shit they should have taught us in school, but didn't. Today, we're going to be talking about something that really affects relationships. Now, I'm going to talk about it in partnership, in relationships where you live with your partner. But feel free to extrapolate this to other things. Maybe you're an adult child living with your parents um, or a parent. Maybe you're in a roommate situation you guys have been roommates for years. Uh, There's all sorts of situations, maybe of a partner at work that you work with a lot, the two of you, uh, uh, co-entrepreneurs, that sort of thing. So know that you can make this um, idea work for any sort of partnership. I'm just in this going to talk about it as in a romantic partnership where you live together. And what I see as happening in society right now is that we are going through this beautiful transformation away from gender roles in a relationship, meaning we are getting away from this idea that women raise the children, they cook the meals, they are responsible for everything that happens in the home, and the man is responsible for the upkeep of the home, uh, you know, anything that involves a hammer, if you will, and for making the money for the family. Now, As much as we're so glad to be getting rid of that idea and that um, women don't have to do one thing and men don't have to do another thing, um, that's wonderful, great, awesome, yay. But we are in this metamorphosis of what do we do now, though, with the things that need to get done to support a household? If there are no set gender roles, then are we actually making sure that we are allocating roles to people, jobs to people within the home? So I like to talk about this as being co-CEOs of the family or of the household, whether you have children or not, or perhaps pets. Every time I bring this up with clients, they're like, oh my God, like, I don't want to make my relationship like a business, Eh, but how is it running? Is it running well? Are you guys nagging each other? Are you guys getting frustrated with each other because so-and-so didn't take the garbage out and -and so-and-so hasn't changed that light bulb and -and so-and-so never does chores around the house or never runs errands or never partakes in the things it takes to run um, children getting ready for bed at night? Are you guys actually having these sorts of conversations of whose role is what? And what I find most often is no. People are not having this conversation because we didn't know we had to have it, right? As we take this transition from women do this, men do this in the household, which was this unsaid thing that we have taught uh, people for years. And a lot of us, unfortunately, still have that programming, right? A lot of us still have that inherent belief system around men do this and women do this. Now, 
let me be clear, if gender, those gender roles work for your family, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, potentially, if both of you are on board with that and both of you are okay with the stereotypical standard gender roles in a relationship of of division of labor, that's fine. That's great. That's actually wonderful. You probably have a life that runs pretty smoothly because everybody knows what their role is. And I am always here for that as long as both partners sign up for it and have an honest conversation about, hey, I want to be a stay-at-home wife. I want to be a stay-at-home mother. I That means that here's all the things that I see in that role, right? So even if you subscribe to the more typical um, gender roles, have you really sat down and said which of those you are willing to take on, right? Like, so I will take on all of the child raising duties. I will take on them from these hours. I will take on this stuff around the house. I will cook. I will clean. But here are my expectations of you, right? Maybe you put the kids to bed because I've had them all day. Maybe you take them out on the weekend so I can have some alone time. Are you fixing things around the house? Are you making the money in the relationship? Are you paying the bills? Having those conversations. And if you don't subscribe to that, if you don't subscribe to these sort of traditional roles, what are you subscribing to? Who gets what roles? Who gets what chores? Are you taking time to sit that down, to sit down and and talk about that? Now, it will be wonderful to sit and talk about these things in the beginning of a relationship when you first move in together, when you first get married, or you first... um, decide to be together under one roof, that would be fantastic. Most of us don't do that or haven't done that. Um, It's something when I ended up living with um, my ex-fiance, it's something that I was very nervous about going into a relationship with a man who had children that did, you know, ran this household his way. And then me as a single person coming in, not having children, um, and being somebody who naturally tends to take on too much in a relationship. Um, I'm an Enneagram eight for those of you who follow the Enneagram and that need to just like control the situation or take care of things because they need to be taken care of, not asking for help enough, assuming that I have to take a dominant role in the relationship, in the family. I was really aware of that going into the relationship. So I made sure that we sat down before I moved in and said, okay, what are our roles going to be? What do you need my help with, with your daughters? What are going to be the things that I do? What are going to be the things that you do? What are the things around the house that I'm going to be responsible for? And what are the things you're responsible for? That way it cut out all the arguments of, no, I took out the trash last time. No, I did that. I'm too tired. That's your job. You need to do that. You never help out. All those inequalities, it was then boiled down to me reminding him, hey, this is on your job list and it's not getting done. What's happening there? And it doesn't mean that I couldn't then go and help him out with something that was on his job list. And he was always grateful when I did because he knew it was his job and he wasn't going to be able to do that. And that's fine. Part, part of partnership is helping each other out. And I talk about this with clients all the time of, have you guys ever sat down and figured out what your roles are, right? If you were co-CEOs of a company, you would sit down and you would figure out, or if you guys were starting a business together, you would sit down and you would figure out 
who is responsible for what. And the best entrepreneurial situations I see with two people at the top is that they are very, very clear on what each of their roles are. And then every time a new project comes in, every time a new situation arises, they sit down again and say, okay, what part of this falls into your jurisdiction? What part of this falls into my jurisdiction? Oh, are you feeling too overloaded that it's imbalanced? Let's look at that. What can I take off your plate? And then in every situation, you know who's responsible for what. It cuts out so much resentment. It cuts out so much anger and it can cut out so much fighting if you guys know your specific roles. Because the problem is people come into a relationship with very specific ideas of what they want to contribute and nobody talks to each other about it. So our constant arguing is around two people's very different beliefs on what their roles are and what their responsibilities are in the relationship. So if we can cut that out at the beginning, wonderful. If you are listening to this and you're like, well, fuck Rochelle, I'm already 19 years into my marriage with two children. Never worry. I gotcha. I gotcha. You can start now especially if you have children, figuring out that division of labor around the children, sort of as as co-CEOs would if you had a bunch of employees, right? Who's going to handle um, finding insurance for these employees? Who's going to handle um, medical stuff for these employees? Who's going to handle actually communicating with the employees? Who's going to handle the retreats that we're going to plan for these employees? Who's going to manage them day to day? And who's going to oversee uh, the entirety of what it means to have employees? Same thing can be done for children. What is the division of labor? Because you know what? Let's be honest. Right now, it's probably not equal between the two of you. If it is, congratulations, turn this off right now. But you're still listening because it's not equal or you're not feeling like it's equal. And sometimes it's about each couple having resentment and feeling like, God, I do everything in this relationship. And then sitting down and really looking at who is doing what, who is actually doing what in this relationship. And sometimes you find it is actually more balanced than you think. So I really challenge you to sit down with your partner and make a list of all the things that need to get done in your day-to-day life around your family. And like I said, your family could be you, just you and your partner, you and children, um, you and dogs, pets, plants, in-laws, whatever it is. And then write down who's who does what, who who's going to take what responsibilities, what needs to be divided equally, what you know, needs to go to one person or the other. Sometimes something is a big job and you both have to do it together. Make sure there's room for that as well. And then the other thing to look at on the list is making sure that you are not leaving too broad of categories. Like child raising does not completely fall on one partner. That is like 50,000 tasks together in one. Unless one partner says, I want to, and I'm happy to take on all the responsibilities it takes to raise children. I will deal with everything that comes with raising children. Fine. As long as somebody is knowingly accepting that. But usually with child raising, that needs to be broken down much more significantly. Not only that, I always stress that couples need to really look at how much energy each task takes. 
Because quite often you can look at it and say, oh, this is equally balanced or one partner uh, looks like they're taking on more responsibility um, than the other. Okay. Yeah. So the, I'm just going to say husband for lack of a better word, but you know, partner A is mowing the lawn, emptying the trash, doing the dishes, um, mopping the floors, car maintenance. Great. That looks like a lot. And maybe the other partner has a smaller list and maybe it's, you know, getting kids ready for school in the morning and doing the night routine with the kids. Perhaps that is a much bigger emotional output, energetic output than the other task. So it may seem like a smaller task. It may look like in in partner B's column that there aren't as many tasks, but that's perhaps because those tasks take more time, take more emotional space, take more energy. I know knew that um, I said, you know what? I will do all the family laundry because I absolutely hate having to do bath time when I lived with my partner who had kids. I was like, I just can't. The I'm tired at the end of the night, the emotional output, the time output, the all of it was just too taxing for me at night. So I said, hey, I'll, I'll sit there and I will fold for people's laundry and I will put it away and I will take care of all that and, and make sure that I'm on top of the laundry. Great, because I don't want to have to do this thing because the emotional output at that time of night is too much for me. Great. We balanced that. So making sure that you know how much each thing costs you emotionally, time-wise, um, Attention wise. So, I'm also challenge you to think about what does it bring up for you when I talk about this? What comes up for you emotionally? Mm, is it hard to think about having this conversation with your partner? What comes up when you think about it? Is it nervousness that they're not going to like it, that they're not going to like having to contribute more? Is it nervousness that, oh, I don't want to have this conversation because I realize my partner, even though I complain or I'm upset about it, my partner is actually doing more than I am. That's usually not it. <laughs> it could be. It could be. You might be getting the good end of the stick. But oftentimes we don't want to bring it up. Many of us don't want to have this conversation because we don't want to have to see that our partner is unwilling to help us out more. And that is why we keep having the same conversation surface level, just the nagging, the nagging or the resentment or like the rolled eyes, right? The, uh, when they're not helping, the passive aggressive, like cleaning in front of them while they're watching TV. Because our real great fear is that if we asked for help, we wouldn't get it. And that is also something very serious to look at in your relationship. Are you at that place where you are aware that your partner is not going to pull their weight in a relationship. A lot of couples are there and they don't want to have to look at it because then they have to realize that they're married to somebody who's not participating in the marriage, in the relationship, that they have a co-CEO who's completely checked out or mostly checked out. I hope that's not the situation you're in. And if that is the situation you're in, I sincerely hope that you go to couples counseling and get help with that because you deserve to have a co-CEO that is doing just as much as you are in the relationship. They signed up to be in this family. They signed up to be 
living with a partner. They signed up for these pets or for these children or for these houseplants or for whatever it is to run your life. They signed up for this. They have to pull their weight. But I want to point out that I know it's hard when I say that because what do the ramifications mean if they're not pulling their weight? And only you know that. Only you know what you have to do or don't want to do about that. That is up to you. But it is important to know, to be able to factually see, will they help me out with this? Will they help me out with that? Am I going to get my needs met? Is my family going to get its needs met? And maybe it won't. Maybe the person will not help you more. But you don't know until you ask. You don't know until you sit down and have this conversation. And whatever ends up coming out of that conversation, you can handle. You can. Because at least you'll know where you stand. And it won't be this wishing, this hoping, this thinking, this praying that things will change. And perhaps you think you're going to go into that conversation knowing they're not going to help you more. And maybe you go into that conversation and you realize, oh my gosh, they're doing so much more than I realized. I have conver- I have clients who have conversations like this all the time where they say, hey, I need more help with the children. And their partner says, I just don't know how to do it. I'm just nervous. I'm scared. I think I'll screw it up. I didn't have a good example with my parents of how to be a good parent. So I just sort of back off because I'm afraid I don't know what I'm doing. That's a great conversation to be able to have. There's all sorts of conversations that can come out of it when you sit down and have that real honest conversation about division of labor and who's going to do what. And what are the messages that each one of you got growing up about who does what, right? That's a very important piece in here. What did you grow up and see parent A doing? What did you grow up and see parent B doing? Do you have expectations of it being that way? Do you have expectations of it being very different than that? Right? You know me, I always bring up our childhoods and how important of a role they play, but it's also how important of a role we play in in how we then go and organize our family. You watch kids play on a playground and they play, fa- you know, the game family, right? What are they mimicking? They're mimicking what they see on TV and they're mimicking what they see at home around division of labor. So noticing that as well. What was it like? What did you see as a child? Because that is often how we then think families should run. And it doesn't have to be the same way it was when you were a child. You have an opportunity to change that if you want. And it's okay that you have a partner that says, yeah, that's not how I want my family run. That's not how I want my relationship run, my household run. Being united front on that. I'm Rochelle Indra, and I hope that helps. Talk to you soon. Bye. So there you have it. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and follow me at Coach Rochelle Indra on TikTok and Instagram.